The Lilliput is a group of young ringers. We started life in 2015 as a group of friends going on a week's holiday and the group's grown pretty exponentially since then. We're now attracting ringers from all over the country, from Brockenhurst up to Leicester and all the space between. Hello, this is Fun With Bells. I'm Cathy Booth. For the next two episodes, we're focusing on ringers under the age of 30. Next month, I'll be talking with some of the founders of the new Young Change Ringers Association, which I'm very much looking forward to. This month, I'm speaking to a group of young ringers from across the country who've been ringing together since 2015. They're called the Lily Putters Guild. So I have some Lily Putters with me today. Can you introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Simon. I'm from Swindon and I'm 27 years old. Uh, I bridged a gap between someone old enough to know better and someone young enough to still join in the action. Hi, my name's Molly. I'm 19. I'm originally from the Brighton area, but I'm at uni in Bath at the moment, so I ring here. I've been a Lilliputter since I was about 14 or 15 years old. Hello, I'm Ewan. I'm 16. I ring at Amersham. I've been ringing with the Lilliputters for up four years now so since i was 12 no 11 and going strong so what do the lily putters do we have events that go on within the guild and we have a summer tour we have a christmas outing and we have quarter pill days throughout the year and it's good fun great Okay, and Molly, is there anything else you wanted to add to that? I would just say that we're a national guild. It's not related to a certain area, which I think is such an important part of that group as well, because overall, I think we're a group of friends, really. We're a little family. And the fact that this is a national thing and those events bring us together however many times a year, I think that's like a key part of it. Mm -hmm. And about how many people are you? That's a good question these days. (laughs) (laughs) So there's about 40 of us at the moment. Uh, That number does fluctuate. Over the years, we've had various people drop in and drop out. We do have new members coming along, and particularly as we're coming out of the pandemic and restarting ringing, then we're certainly open to uh, having people join us again who maybe haven't seen us or joined us before. And what age group is it? Sort of ranges, to be honest. I think, obviously, when Ewan started, he was about 11. So I think it would start from around 10, 11 years old, and we've got people 30 plus I believe so yeah it's quite a a wide range of ages but we all get on really well and to be honest I don't see any issues with that at all. So this is a group for sort of the under 30s or about that why are there no older people why are you choosing just to have young people there? As I said when we started in 2015 we were a group of friends mostly people of about my age, which was 21 or 22 at the time, going away for a group's jolly together. And of course, that sort of demographic has stayed ever since. I think we're in a good position now. As Molly said, we've got a very good range of ages from sort of 13, 14 at the moment up to a couple of 30-year-olds. And I think having the older people on board is is excellent. We need the experience. We need the leadership there and to stop us younger people doing yeah, and including myself, doing stupid things or things that perhaps aren't safe or aren't advisable or perhaps suggesting ways to do things differently. But having it, you've led, it's a term I use quite a lot in scouting uh, in my other life, but having the youngsters lead the way, having these young people, and there's some very bright and some very talented young ringers we've got in our group, going off, organising their own quarter peel days, ringing surprise and other fancy stuff and developing other youngsters and their peers are coming up behind them. And it's nice for the 
for the learners, for the less experienced in our group, to have someone their own age standing behind them rather than perhaps an older ringer or a familiar face in their tower. It gives a very different perspective. They can explain things on their terms in a way they understand, they resonate with. And you're coming from across the whole country. Why is it that you're so spread out? I think it's just from where the original group of friends has just expanded and expanded. And it's, oh, I know somebody who might enjoy this. Oh, invite them along, see how it goes. And it just expands like that. And it's incredible. And does it cause any problems, the fact that you're so dispersed? Sometimes on the group chat, it's, where should we go on tour or where should we go? Oh, we want to go here. Nah, it's too far away for me. And we have to negotiate and find a spot where everybody's happy with. And what are some of the, your favourite things that you've done so far? Probably my first summer tour, my only summer tour. That was incredible. And from Christmas outings and loads of quarterpill days, because most of the opportunities that I've had in my ringing career would never have happened without lily putters. You mentioned the summer tour. Where was that and what did you do? It was in Sussex back in 2018 and it was a weeks long tour so we went around 20 or different towers throughout the week probably more than that having a good time. Great so it was ringing at lots of towers was the thing that you really enjoyed? Yes and mainly the social as well from going back to where we were staying at the scout hut and just bringing handbells playing games in the field behind and also learning different methods and stuff. I know at the start of the week, towards the end, I progressed quite a lot and have learned a lot of new things. That sounds great. And Molly, what have been your favourite things? Yeah, I would agree with you and especially the social side for me. I've grown so much personally, like my confidence went through the roof after my first tour, I think it was the same to- first tour as Ewan's as well, actually. From the beginning of the tour, I was quite a shy, you know, kept myself to myself. Whereas at the end of the week, I was one of the loudest people there. And it was, yeah, it was just a huge confidence boost for me as well. I wasn't forced to ring things I haven't rung before, but I was pushed to go, hey, you're capable of this. You should try it. And I was given those opportunities by people my own age that I thought, oh, you know, they're about the same as I am or I'll never be as good as they are. But no, they were pushing me to be better in a way. So, yeah, I would say it's more of a confidence boost than anything. In normal times, how often do the lily putters meet? So we've got a couple of set events a year. Uh, The summer tour is our um, key event. That's the one I think most people look forward to the most. We tend to have a day outing around Christmas. We're certainly hoping to run that this year. And other times there's two to three guild events open up to everybody, including visitors. Um, A year, we tend to fluctuate the areas. As Ewan's already said, we're a very dispersed group. So we try and compromise if, if an event's up the north end of the country one one event then we tend to head south or even to london for other events to try and balance it out and there's other events and the odd quarter peel day or perhaps outing just arranged by members off their own backs on their own basis some of them are guild open events some of them particularly quarter peel days are invite only for certain guild members and that's wonderful that these youngsters are taking the initiative and developing themselves and pushing themselves like that and what happened through the pandemic, though? Yeah, we tried to keep in touch as much as possible. Like, we have our own little group chats of certain groups or whatever, but there is a central group chat where we kept each other updated, checked in on each other. We had video calls quite often as well. Like, we do... I think we did a pub quiz at one point, just someone set up a game, and we just play online games. I think a few of us actually made a Minecraft world, and we spent hours on that at the beginning of lockdown. And it was just a way of keeping up with each other and 
with there wasn't much ringing involved. I think we tried ringing room once or twice, and it just ended up being a bunch of laughs, really. But yeah, we definitely kept in contact. And what's happening now? Is it back to normal? We're trying to get there. Yeah, we we had a discussion about where we want to do our Christmas outing this year and that's definitely in the making so I'm quite excited for it because a lot of us haven't seen each other since you know early 2020 so it'd be good to finally have a one big day together because obviously work life takes over at some point so it'll be good to have everyone back together over the holidays yeah we've had a summer outing already or a day trip to london which displaced what would have been the summer tour this year we certainly got the accommodation for summer tour next year booked and fingers crossed that'll be able to go ahead right and where are you planning on going this summer next year's tour will be based in wales we hope i found a very nice little place near Cardiff, which has got us booked in. When lo- looking at accommodation, and we say the scouts, that's a lot of the places are scout-based. That's, again, due to my connections in my other life. But a lot of them are set up based to accommodate. To for overnight, we've got separate bedrooms, kitchen facilities, games rooms and places where we can have our downtime or perhaps be a bit louder within reason and within certain hours, etc. And fields where we can play outdoor and wide games. Our name, Lilliputs, has incidentally comes from the Lilliput Sea Scout Hut down in pool where we did our first free tours and at the end of the second one when we thought this is actually becoming a thing we didn't really have another name in common and we just adopted the Lilliput name for ourselves and it stuck. And are there any plans to do anything like striking competitions or anything like that? We have actually one tower on our summer tours that we do we always have a striking competition so from what I remember the year I went we had it at Itchingfield a lovely little five and we separated off I think it was based off of teams that we had through the actual tour we had different groups so one group would do the washing up and you have a tally of how many points you get and see who's the winner at the end of the week it was good fun but I think we separated off into those groups uh, we rang a short cool change touch. Simon judged it. And then the results got announced back at the Scout Hut, hut on when we got back. And it was quite a good fun. I see. And were either of you in teams that won? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, I think the team that won had somebody double handling in it. So oh, really? that's yes, embarrassing. That, yes, that wow. was right. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. and so just to ask each of you why is it that you are part of the milliputters what is it that you get out of it i would say mostly it's where my my friends have come from i couldn't i don't think i'd be where i am now without the people i've met in the lilliput guild yes i probably haven't seen most of them properly in nearly two years now but they're still people i call my best friends and bell ringing is something that we all have in common. It's really good to just get together that way. Like I used to get invited into Court Appeals in London and, and yeah, that would just be where we all met up centrally. It's just really good to have such a great group of people and such a wide range of people as well, all just come together and just enjoy something. Mm, brilliant. Okay. And you? I completely agree with Molly, basically the same reasons. I've met so many people through Lily Putters, even if they're not members, it's contacts just outside of it. I'd be going to practice nights with some of my friends that would be at another tower that have good band. I'll go up and spend the day with them, have a good laugh, meet the people at that tower as well, which also expand contacts and stuff. But also within the guild, you'd have like different quarter pill days in London and other places. And it just helps you so much as a ringer to improve. And I think you touched on this, Simon, but is Lilliput as open to other people joining them? 
Yes, absolutely. As I said earlier, uh, we've got about 40 in the group at the moment. That number fluctuates, but we're always welcoming. We always like to see new people. And please get in touch. I'd love to see you. Love, love to hear from you. And how would people get in touch? I think the best way would be to drop me an email and that'll be on lilyputtersguild at gmail.com and I'll pick up and I'll uh, respond from there. And we'll put that on the show notes so people can spell it correctly. Just to clarify something, is Lily Putters only for people who are competent ringers already or what stage can people join you? I would say at any stage really, as long as they're like willing and able to to learn to ring and to want to be a part of our group, I I don't see why there would be any issues in joining us at all. But it's great to have new people around actually. Like I was pretty much a newbie when I came to my first summer tour and it was just instantly like everyone wanted to like wasn't obviously being bombarded, but it was like, yeah, everyone was really interested into getting to know you and you never ever feel excluded at one of our events. It's just Everyone is just so lovely and they will support you. And the bare minimum I've ever set for anyone joining is the ability to handle a bell safely and competently to rounds. I've never had anyone come close to that yet. So if you can handle a bell to rounds and preferably call changes without your teacher standing behind you, please get in touch. As Molly said, and the satisfying thing for me, from my perspective, has just been seeing how much these young ringers, my friends and some people who maybe weren't very confident at the start or weren't very experienced, younger ones and older ones, varying ages and levels of experience have grown and developed both in their own ringing ability and in their ability and confidence to push others and going off and organising their own things. And that's a wonderful thing. And there's another organisation for young people, the YCRA. I'm not quite sure what that stands for. If you could tell me a little bit about them and how they differ from Lily Putters. Sure. So the YCRA is the Young Change Ringers Association. I believe you've got them coming on the podcast next month, so I shan't tread on their toes too much. But briefly, they launched recently at the National Youth Competition in Worcester. And they're, a lot of the ethos and what they're doing is very much in line with Lily Putters, but they're a lot bigger. They're designed to be set up and organised in a different way, more cross-country than what we're able to offer. I shan't say anything they're going to say next month, but keep an eye out. It's open to anyone under 30. And I think it could be a very, very good thing for ringing. Great. Is there anything else that Molly and Ewan wanted to say before I ask my last two standard questions, which might catch you out because I don't think I've told you about them before, but uh, (laughs) no, Ewan? No. No. Okay. So my last two questions, and I'll ask each of you in a minute, are apart from the tower you regularly ring at, what's your favourite ring of bells and why? And then the second question is, has anything remarkable happened to you that wouldn't have happened if you hadn't taken up bell ringing? Think, think about it for a minute or two. Oh, Simon, have I already asked you? Because I've interviewed you before. I'm perfectly happy to answer. Again, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to think of the second part, actually. <laughs> Wait, right. so the first one was what other tower you... Wait, what was it? Apart from the tower that you regularly ring at, what's your favourite ring of bells and why? And the second one is, has anything remarkable happened to you that wouldn't have happened if you hadn't taken up bell ringing? So they're quite tough questions, I know. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure for me there is. I'm sure there is the second one. I'm just trying to pinpoint what the holy hell it is. <laughs> it's easy for people who say that they met their spouse through bell ringing. That's a typical one, but none of you, I think, are at that stage. Or yeah, are to you... be fair, the only reason I know my boyfriend is because of another person at Lily Putters, but <laughs> oh, right. uh, I'm sure there's something way more exciting I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing really remarkable has happened to me. 
This you met me, Ewan. Jeez. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Problem you, solved. You, you met me at Simmons Yat of all places. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> the story behind this one, Kathy. Um, I was doing my um, Duke of Edinburgh expedition. I did a canoeing one, and anyway, it was the final day. We had about two hours to go, and anyway. We approached Simmons, yeah. We saw a group of kids going down the rapids before us, a group of scouts or something. Anyway, we overtook them about 10 minutes later. They'd pulled in and I looked over and I said out loud, oh, that looks like Rennie, which is Ewan's dad. This bloke turned around and said, well, that, that, there must be Ewan. And Ewan turned around. What the <laughs> hell are you doing here? Absolute middle of nowhere in Wales. Yeah. Back, back of beyond. He's, I'm from Swindon. He's from Hertfordshire. And we're in Wales at this point. <laughs> In this massive valley with just a river. That's about it. <laughs> a few sheep for good measure. <laughs> I'm just, I can't think of somewhere nice I've rung. It's been ages since I rang properly, but... You, I, you, you, I, I like Clement Danes, but I feel like that's a bit basic. Not wrong with that. You're not going to nominate the Greasy Wall? <laughs> no. <laughs> if anyone knows them, then they'll think I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh, I love St John's on the Wall. <laughs> no, we rang a call to there the other day, and I, I, it was really funny. The things on the walls, the, the other peel boards went. Where are the other two bells? Because it was an eight bell peel, and, and then Simon, you went. Yeah, that's not this tower. Like, yeah, they'd come from another tower when Clifton <laughs> shut. <laughs> Simon, um, what's your most remarkable place you've rang at? So it gives me some sort of inspiration. I... Oh, I know mine, Liverpool Cathedral, surely. Yeah, Liverpool's a good one. I've. I should. Why didn't I think that? I've rung at St Paul's. In Inverary was pretty special as well. I've got to be honest. I've been to some pretty spectacular places. Oh, when probably Washington National Cathedral. Yeah. That was incredible. And yeah, the post office yeah. tower. They're incredible. Yeah. Those two towers. Can I say? Can I say both the Washington towers or just one of them? No, you can say both if you want. Lovely to. Lovely stuff. Remarkable yes. thing. I'm just going to say it like just friends that's it i've got my i've got my remarkable thing as well now just right okay okay i'll start with sounds like you're ready molly Uh, before i forget it (laughs) (laughs) okay molly what's your favorite ring of bells apart from the tower that you regularly ring at uh liverpool cathedral was quite spectacular why was that it goes with my remarkable point, actually. If it wasn't for the Ring of World National Youth Contest that we that Sussex won on my first competition in London, I wouldn't have been able to ring at Liverpool Cathedral, and it was an amazing experience, actually. So, yeah. Great. Okay. Ewan, what's your favourite Ring of Bells, that, apart from the tower that you regularly ring at? I would say favourite, but most interesting and spectacular places are both the Washington Towers, the National Cathedral and the Post Office Tower just an incredible experience the cathedral being massive and just a long way up and the post office tower to being a hotel and you're just ringing away in the ringing chamber and you can look down at all the fancy people eating dinner oh brilliant and what remarkable thing has happened to you that wouldn't have happened if you hadn't taken up bell ringing that's probably very cheesy but mainly just meeting friends because if i hadn't have rung i wouldn't have met half the people I know now who I would consider some of my best friends. And Simon, apart from the tower that you regularly ring at, what's your favourite ring of bells and why? 
Yeah, I'm going to nominate Lincoln Cathedral. Um, I remember ringing there in about 07, 08, pretty young, pretty new to it at the time. And just the bells are magnificent for a start. I absolutely love the bells. But just the setting, the cathedral, it's like something out of a Disney castle. It's just the whole place is special. And if anyone hasn't rung at Lincoln, I highly recommend it. It's fabulous. And what remarkable thing has happened to you that wouldn't have happened if you hadn't taken up bell ringing? I suppose I wouldn't be in charge of a uh, national group of any kind, whereas I currently run I'm the secretary and a big driving force behind the lily putters. Now, some people could say that me not being in charge of anything is a good thing, but I think this group has done a lot for me. Personally, it's given me a lot of experience, life skills, social skills, a lot of things I did struggle with growing up. And it's given me massive confidence boost as well as the fun and the camaraderie of tours and the usual meeting a lot of people who I otherwise would never have you know, had the chance to meet. Thank you to my guests, Simon Edwards, Molly Smith and Ewan Thomas for telling us all about the lily putters. In the next episode, we're going to hear from the newly formed Young Change Ringers Association. So remember to listen out for that. If you have enjoyed this episode then please consider letting someone else know about it. This podcast was put together by a team. Special thanks go to Anne Tansley-Thomas and John Gwynne, Leslie Belcher and the Society of Cambridge Youths for the recording of their ringing. (laughs) 